just to give an example, could the mall become storage units? You know, it couldn't under today's rules, but uh, depending on what they do with the change, it potentially could. And they talked a lot about, uh, yeah, maybe some parts of the community that are zoned commercial could be converted to storage units, interior storage units, uh, but uh, probably not the main Vine Street corridor. I'm Christina Janney with the Hayes Post and Eagle Radio. And I'm speaking with Doug Williams of Grow Hayes about a 48-unit apartment development and changes to the uniform code on this episode of the Post Podcast. Michael Graham has applied for a moderate income housing grant, which with that grant, the city is actually the applicant. If they receive the grant, uh, it passes through to the developer. But uh, Michael is proposing to build 48 units on West 10th Street which we call the depot property. It's across the street from where the train depot used to be, uh, where Walnut runs into 10th Street, basically. Uh, It's a track down there that the city owns. And uh, five or six years ago, they put out an RFP to ask people to come forward with proposals for doing something on that spot. They didn't get any at that point in time. And so uh, Michael has been working with the city some on uh, this apartment complex, uh, There'll be 48 total units. I believe 36 are one bedrooms and 12 are two bedrooms, but a big project. And uh, he has applied for the MIH grant, which is, uh, comes from the state of Kansas. It's uh, in exchange for that. You have to have a certain number of of your units that you rent to moderate income individuals with fit within Kansas's definition of moderate income. And then he's also making application for a rural housing incentive district, which will assist in covering some of the costs of uh, the infrastructure necessary down there because there's going to have to be some movements of water lines and sewer lines and that type of thing, redoing some of the streets. So uh, both of those were uh, presented at the city work session last night. Well, the city will obviously have to come back and vote on that. It's my understanding that could happen fairly quickly. Um, but 48 units added to our community, considering the housing issues that we've had here, that seems to be very significant. Well, it is. And, uh, you know, Michael is constructing 33 units behind the former Washington School location down by the municipal pool right now. And he's got, uh, there'll be three buildings. They're under construction, uh, predominantly one bedrooms on those as well. But uh, so that would be uh, 81 units, if my math is right, uh, added to the uh, apartment inventory over the next three to four years. And, uh, so it is significant, but we need the, we need the apartments. We need the diversity and housing of both, uh, you know, single family homes as well as apartments of one and two bedroom nature. So, uh, it'll be a nice boost to our, our apartment inventory. Well, we've talked a lot about how housing really fits integrally in with the workforce and we really need to have adequate housing in order to have workforce come and uh, and work out those low unemployment numbers here. Absolutely, you know you don't you don't resolve a workforce issue without adequate housing, uh, adequate affordable housing, whatever that really means. You know everybody has a different perspective on what's affordable, but uh, in, until we have adequate number of homes available or apartments, uh, we're going to struggle with workforce, and so. Uh, that's kind of the first step in trying to resolve some of those workforce issues is to have sufficient housing to be able to attract people and get people to stay. You know, people, even people here, if they don't have uh, a housing situation that they're comfortable with or that they like, they're much more vulnerable to go someplace else because workers can kind of 
call their own shots now. They can get jobs pretty much anywhere across this state anyway. Do you know anything about what our rental inventory is? I know we talk a lot about what the housing stock here is in Hayes. Uh, you know, I, I know that the housing study that the city had conducted uh, talks about the number of rental units in the community. I don't have that off the top of my head. I do know that we continue to have a very low vacancy rate here, which is one of the key elements of when you're analyzing a market and looking at rental properties. You know, the, the vacancy rate is, is something people look at. And I, I would venture to say we're still 3% or less. And uh, probably a healthy housing market needs to be 5% or a little bit more so that when people move into a community, they have adequate choices. Uh, it also requires landlords to take care of their properties a little bit better. You know, if, they, if they're going to rent it no matter what, they're less likely to take care of deferred maintenance and, and keep things at a level that they probably should. So uh, a vacancy rate, while you don't want it too high, but a, but a reasonable vacancy rate is, is part of a healthy housing market all around. I would also think if there is a shortage of uh, rentals, that it also drives up cost for the renters. Well, it absolutely does. You know, supply and demand, you can't get away from that. And it, it does, when there are fewer choices out there for people, uh, landlords and people, uh, they, they can command a higher price for what they have. And we have seen a fairly strong escalation in rental rates over the last few years. Uh, the housing study that uh, I was referring to that was done by the city does show our rental rates as being a little bit higher than cities comparable to us. And I think a lot of that is due to supply and demand. We just don't have enough supply. And these will be brand new. So this will be a good option, at least for some people in, in the community, that they'll, they'll be right brand new and well, won't, people won't have to worry so much about maintenance or, you know, uh, you know, what those apartments are going to look like. Definitely. New is always nicer. Uh, you know, everybody would like to move into a new place. They'll also have some garages. That's one of the ways that uh, he is dealing with the flood zone issues because both of his projects that he's doing, the depot project as well as the one behind Washington School, are in the flood zone. So by putting garages on the main floor or on the ground level, I guess, you you get those are eligible. You don't have to raise the property up. Otherwise, if there's living space on the main, on, in the flood zone, it has to be up and out of the flood zone on the first floor level. And, and that's quite expensive to do that. Okay. Also the city last night looked at some changes in the uniform code. Do you want to talk a little bit about that and how that will uh, affect homeowners and, and developers? Sure. Uh, you know, back in, I think it was 2018 or 19, the city adopted the uniform development code. They, they changed that and adopted a new one. And, uh, much more extensive and, uh, in many cases, more limiting than the codes we had in place. Uh, and so they have been consistently going through and parsing out the areas that didn't make sense for our community and adding things that they needed. And a couple of things they talked about last night was uh, storage units, where those should be allowed. And uh, currently, they're only allowed in light industrial uh, <clears throat> there was talk about allowing them in the C2 zoning. Uh, that had a lot of discussion from the commissioners, and I know it has from the planning commission as well, uh, thinking that, that places like on C2 zoning is by, by far the most prevalent commercial zoning uh, status that we have. So uh, just to give an example, could the mall become storage units? You know, it couldn't under today's rules, 
But uh, depending on what they do with the change, it potentially could. And they talked a lot about, uh, yeah, maybe some parts of the community that are zoned commercial could be converted to storage units, interior storage units, uh, but uh, probably not the main Vine Street corridor. So that was one item that they discussed. The other was regarding planned developments, and that's what we're doing in the Grove by the hospital, and that's where you allow much greater density, uh, uh, less side yard and front yard setbacks, and uh, uh, you allow people, you know, the type of development where you don't have large lots and that type of thing. So uh, they dealt with that, and then also they have, the final thing they talked about were cul-de-sacs. Currently, the, the rule is a cul-de-sac can't be any longer than 150 feet. Uh, they changed that regulation to 650 feet if there's justification in doing so. Well, I know going back to the storage units that there is some demand for uh, interior storage units that are climate controlled. And I don't really think that we have a lot of that here in Hayes. We don't. Uh, and there's everybody who has storage units, they always seem to be full. So... Uh, we probably have a need for some more. The question just becomes, where should those go? And, and uh, should they should they be allowed in an existing commercial district where you've got uh, office space or retail space? Uh, is is store, our storage units uh, the thing that you want to have in those situations? So uh, that was discussed, but uh, you're right. Uh, Climate-controlled storage and interior storage are both something that seem to be in, in seemingly high demand. So what's the significance of the changing of the cul-de-sac rules? Well, people like cul-de-sacs and uh, the new regulation of a, the, the existing regulation of 150 feet is pretty limiting. It, it can only give you about one or two lots in a cul-de-sac. Uh, and that, that was effective in the most recent UDC code. Uh, prior to that, you could have longer cul-de-sacs as an example the Royal Court in the Kingsgate edition is a long cul-de-sac, but that was platted before the uh, before the, the existing UDC came in, as was the Tallgrass edition, where we have some cul-de-sacs. So it does allow for giving some people some things they want. Uh, sometimes the lay of the land really dictates that you need a cul-de-sac as the most efficient way to develop. So uh, they felt like they needed to loosen that regulation up a little bit. Okay. Uh, do you have anything else going on with uh, Grow Hayes right now? Well, we have lots going on. You know, the Grove is uh, well underway in terms of planning. Uh, we did get the grant from the uh, Capital Fund grant for $3.5 million or $3.6, and we're, we're continuing to raise funds for the, uh, the community center that we're going to be constructing and getting started on the infrastructure out there for the streets. And so uh, there's lots going on.